Hello and welcome to the Crazy Poultry Podcast. I am your host, Ian Guy Loco, and we are back with a review that we said we were going to do last week when we had a good time talking about Sleepwalkers from Stephen King. And with me, as always last time, Mr. Nickers Chicken. Happy uh, chilly Saturday. Yeah, it is quite chilly this week here in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, we are here with a very... I want to say anticipated because of the name franchise, final sequel, and that was Halloween Ends. playing just with the atmosphere here in this first trailer. kind of saying there wasn't much in that first release trailer it was more ambiance and just screams um so i guess before we kind of talk into it and i'm just gonna let you guys know right now if it's cool here pretty sure we should do spoiler free and because of the actual movie we're not gonna be able to get into much until we do spoilers so this is going to be a spoiler-free, and then we're going to go into spoilers, and we'll just like what we did with Doctor Strange. Um, so before, but before we get into that, I guess we could set up uh, our feelings of this part and leading up to it. So in this part of the Choose Your Own Adventure franchise that Halloween is, uh, so we had this goes from the original 1979. Halloween, then we get 2018 Halloween, as if that's not giving you a nosebleed is enough with the name. We then eventually got Halloween Kills, which is legendarily was on both of our worst of the year list, and in fact was your number one worst of the year, which correct surprised a number of people, including myself, that actually made it that high. Um, so going into this one, we were like, well... Where are they going to go with this? You know, what's the story going to be? And uh, Going in, I have not been the biggest fan of this run so far because I thought Halloween 2018 actually had some pretty good moments and I thought it captured, like, the original pretty well. It's just then the story beats really made me go what what's going on here especially that twist with the doctor i was just like what and then i was like well if they did and i feel like this that was their original intent they wanted to end it there because of the way it actually does end with michael in the basement the house is getting set on fire but because that is then then the highest growing slasher movie of all time. They're like, well, we just made a shit ton of money on you know David Gordon Green budget, so we obviously have to make sequels. And they went ahead and announced two. So there's like no suspense there. We know there's going to be another one. Uh, we then get Halloween Kills, which, yes, neither of us were the biggest fans of it. Um, the really only big compliment I gave it was that it had some creative kills. I agree. 
um, funny enough, in the actual title. And going into Halloween Ends, I actually decided to rewatch Halloween Kills. But in a way, I thought maybe would actually help it. I muted it <laughs> and played Halloween soundtracks over it. Oh my god. And you know what? It did help a lot. Except for slower beats that involved characters that were just cannon fodder. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, this is still here. Um, the main thing that I always thought they at least were doing a little bit right was making Michael scary again. But then it was... Once kills started to happen, I was like, I don't think they know what really, though, to do with Michael now. Because there's, as I said in our Halloween Kills, you know, either talk or our wrap of our worst year of the list. I think that they're trying to please every fan of, like, this type of the Halloween franchise. Because they've said they're completely ignoring the rest of the stuff that has happened since Halloween 1979 while doing and referencing everything else that has happened. And when you do that, you then go into the supernatural. You know, is he a, just a ghost figure or stuff like that? Or like how they talked about later on, he's related to Celtic lore, which however you feel about that. But they're trying to, they were trying to please all fans you know making him seem like a human in halloween 18 but then there's like this supernatural element towards kills um other than that i thought the other big positive was jamie lee curtis performances even though in kills she was completely sidelined and put in a bed uh and then the standout to me with all of these had been the writing. I thought the writing was not great. The cinematography and shot-wise, it felt like the original a little bit with a bit more budget, but still, other than that. So this takes place... Halloween ends. This is where we are now. <laughs> this takes place four years after Halloween kills, um, where Michael has disappeared after killing uh, Karen... Like Judy Greer, who actually revisiting Halloween Kills, she like has like the movie on her back, like she does so much, which I I kind of completely forgotten. Um, so during these four years, Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode has kind of tried to move on from this. Tried to kind of build her home back up. Yeah, like she's trying to live a normal life again she's written she's writing a book now which yeah i could see that being something that you know a survivor would do she's watching her granddaughter now because she's like her legal guardian okay some of that is already starting simple right now right okay well um anything involving michael this is where shit we would have to wait till spo we talk spoilers because he's hardly in this. <laughs> uh, and this is something that people have already seen mentioned, so I'm going to mention it too. He's hardly in this. So if you're somebody that is like, you know, a pure Michael for the Halloween franchise, like you need him in this, you are probably going to hate this. Um... Because one thing that I know that some people are making comparisons to as far as like, you know, the feel-wise and Michael in this or not, um, you can go back to one of the earliest ones that did that, which was Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Skeletor. A little bit. 
trash because there's no Michael in it. They're like, what the fuck is this like Celtic lore shit and stuff like that. It has now gone on to be a cult following and uh, I'm going to go as far as to say it's actually probably my second favorite Halloween movie. Even though there's no Michael Myers because it is completely different. It takes on a whole new vibe like a sci-fi-ish kind of invasion of Body Snatchers vibe. And again, you can you can tell by the cover here, this I actually associate more with the holiday because it's everywhere. And again, if they're trying to not even poke at this, the mask in this are even in Halloween Kills. <laughs> and there's even one mask in this one too. Um, but again, if you despised Season of the Witch, you are going to hate this one because Michael is barely in it. And in all the trailers and promotional things, that is not what this fucking movie is. Yeah. Uh, because this actually largely focuses on a character that we've never met. Uh, and I mean, I'll give it this. He at least kind of has an interesting place here. But so much attention is put on him. Yeah. This uh, character named Corey. Uh, and it's just like, I'm not trying to put any blame on the actor because I think he's actually trying his best, but the stuff that he is given and told, I'm just like, what in the fuck is this? Um, and if I'm going to start out with two also big positives that I'm going to go ahead and give this movie, the very first few minutes I heard about this, there's a death that made me laugh very much out loud, and I think that Damon and I were the only ones that did laugh at this. Unless you did, and I couldn't hear it. I don't remember if I did or not. It's kind of a blank to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that the ending is at least kind of cool and satisfying that this is a resolution. Because if he does come back... I only want to see that movie now because I want to know how the fuck are they saying he is back? Because they make it definitively known that this is he's gone. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I thought like that whole section in between there, the timing was just the editing and the vibe were just off because. This did not at all feel like a Halloween movie to me. And I was going to say that. Uh, the 45 years built to this, this movie felt so disjointed from everything else to me. And they were trying to build somebody up to be a continuation is what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And I hated that. So, because I felt like I was going to keep this franchise going. And I'll go into more about that in the spoilers. But, mm-hmm. yeah, this movie just didn't feel like a Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, in many ways, this felt like a like a dark tinged romantic thriller, like something like True Romance or something like that. That now that I'm like saying out loud is even weirder in concept. Um, which involves the Corey character and Allison, Lori's granddaughter, which. This entire thing is basically about them with the town telling them that they should not be together. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, I mean, okay, but, th- I mean, Damon pointed it out last night when we saw it. There's like, there is no natural flow here with this romance. It's it just completely weird, not really understood. Very quick. Yeah. Um, and I just remember just like, sitting there most of the time whenever they were on screen just going isn't this supposed to be a Halloween movie 
I mean, I understand that they're trying to do something different, which I do appreciate that they did try to do something different, but at least explain a little bit more. Especially with the route that they did take. Because it's a ballsy take. And one that I'm not entirely sure that they've ever done in the franchise if they've done it in this way. Because, uh, again, trying to not say what it is, it's like Michael, but somebody else, as you kind of said, like carrying on Michael. Mm -hmm. Because... Apparently, he's also living under a pipe. <laughs> in the sewers, yeah. He was there for four years. But a better way to say it is a passing of the torch. Yeah. Because then again, that even doesn't go to fruition. Mm -hmm. It's like they had ideas, and then they're just like, nope, we got to end it now. They're like, we're going to totally just put forward there that we're going to be known as the missed opportunity Halloween. Maybe. But, I mean... Because right off the bat, even the font style mm -hmm. Halloween Ends is exactly like the font style yeah. in Season of the Witch. I didn't notice that. Um, that's that 80s kind mm -hmm. of neon vibe. And I was like, okay, they're really trying to say they're going to be like very different, which they are very different than the other three in this not, everybody keeps calling it a trilogy but it's technically four um but I was just getting so bored at this because I was just like where is this fucking going um and the only thing that kind of kept me awake really which I did say this a little bit later on was Damon because he was apparently having, I'm going to say, bad movie fun with it. I think he was doing whatever he could to stay up, too. <laughs> and, I don't know, maybe that uh, special gummy I gave him earlier didn't help. Mm. Um, but, I, the thing that all of these, though, have missed to me is the slow build-up to Michael. Because a lot of it's very direct stuff. Like, there's not a long shot of him just walking slowly. Um, which or is staring something... to you across the street. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, and I mean, you, you're saying he was in a sewer. I don't think he even was in a sewer. I think it was literally a pipe. I don't know. It was a huge friggin' it pipe. Was, it was also right under a bridge. Yeah, that's true. Where there's a lot of traffic. A lot of people could see him probably. Four years. <laughs> And probably taking in kills and stuff like that, as we're kind of given the thought of, except for this one homeless guy, that why he never got him. It, I thought they became friends, to be honest. Maybe. <laughs> he seemed like an old crazy guy, yeah. so maybe Michael was just like, well, he, he, he can just give me some entertainment. Because yeah. again, he stuck there for four years. And if you're continuing on that he is... A man? Where did he shit? What did he eat? I have so many questions here. Did he hide in the shadows the whole time? Yeah. I don't know where he... But because of, like, the supernatural then take on, it's just like, so then do I have to ask these questions? This is the problem, which is my first thought when I even saw the credits and I saw four writers. And I'm like, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> because you know what that means? This idea, this idea, this idea, this idea, they're all trying to jumble these ideas. Um, and I'm going to say here, I don't think that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride should write horror. I was going to say that. I don't think they should ever touch a horror project ever again. But, uh, Gordon Green can help produce, because he has that producing company, Blumhouse. Um, but I just don't see him as like this great horror director now mostly because he did comedies before this which not saying that that can't be done we clearly stated okay. some of the great you know horror directors right now jordan peele jogger disky came from comedies correct but you have now had 
three trilogy movies right here, not counting the original 79, and you clearly to me show like you don't know how to take a story in what direction because you're just messing with every cook and you're trying to appease every fan. So guess what? You're not going to appease anybody then. Um, and I mean, maybe some of this also helps with the fact that I had less, you know, anticipation for this because after Kills, but boy, this actually now struggles with Kills as far as which I think is worse. Yeah, I uh, had no expectations going into this just because, hey, if it was bad, and I mean, I told you so. But if it was good and had, you know, it surprised me and had a, a decent ending or whatever, you know, I would have been like, okay, cool. But, yeah, I think actually hate this one more than kills. I mean, to be fair, it sets up way more things than kills did because we knew kills was the middle part. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, I even though I think the writing is bad in all of these... I think the writing is slightly better than Kills. Which, I'm not saying enough, a lot about that. <laughs> it's still bad. But, and then I like that it's at least doing something different. But gosh, there at least Kills had Kills. Yeah, the execution. <laughs> and Michael. <laughs> like, that opening of him killing the firefighters is still at least pretty cool. Like, I can watch that on a, you know, Halloween, you know, loop as far as, like, you know, great kills and stuff like that. But th this, to me, is just the, like how I said off the bat, they had this idea of a way to try to conclude the Halloween story of Michael and Lori, who, again... Even though I like Jamie Lee Curtis in this, because it was just nice to see her also interact with that deputy, or what, or actually was he the sheriff at the point? I think he was the sheriff. Um, they, that chemistry right there of them just talking in the supermarket, I was like, you know what? It's kind of nice seeing Lori act a little bit normal. <laughs> and get out. Yeah. Um, now, when he was like, I, did, I know she did something new with your hair. I'm like, yeah, it's clearly colored, you dumbass. <laughs> um, but then there's even parts of her writing where it just, like, jumps. Like, uh, I understand, like, here's just an example of her talking to a character. I understand what you're going through, and I know how I can help. Now leave my granddaughter alone. I was like, that just jumped. Um, but... I think that a, if you want to, because I call this the choose-your-own-adventure franchise, <laughs> um, I'm going to say the most satisfying way to watch this franchise, in my opinion, is one of two ways. It's completely up to you. And that's either the original Halloween 1979 and then Halloween 2, and then you have Halloween 3 as that shoot-off. <laughs> it's not connected, but even references Halloween. And if you want to talk about this new one, Halloween, and then Halloween 2018, that's it. He burns in the, he burns in the cabin, or the house, whatever. So, um, But it, as far as like this whole film, and even with that kind of satisfying ending, I just left this going, I don't feel like this is a Halloween movie. So... Uh, before diving into spoilers as to more reasons why we just had so many issues with this, uh, I am going to give this a D. <laughs> I was leaning towards D-, but which, you know, they might reach that at some point, as more I think about it. But I'm going to at least give some credit that I liked something in the beginning, I liked the ending... They had the balls to try this idea, but it didn't work. And it is currently number three on my worst of the year. It actually has now passed Texas Chainsaw. Oh my god. Because I, because I have more affiliation with Halloween mm -hmm. than Texas. So, 
Throw it over to you for before spoilers. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get anything out of this movie, to be honest with you. I This movie gave me a headache. I thought I was going to fall asleep a couple times, other than looking at Russell's reactions. Um, but, yeah, other than the 45-year anticlimactic, for the most part, ending to this, um, what happened to Michael was the only justifying part of this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated it. Uh, I'm borderline D minus F here. <laughs> Honestly, it's definitely going to be my top five worst of the year somewhere. I'm not going to spoil that yet either. But yeah, I'm going to. Just because it's the ending and it was supposed to be freaking, you know, like I said, the combination of 45 years of this stuff. I want to give it an F. Okay, big fat F yep. for Mr. Nick. So, and I have not seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet, <laughs> so I can't make that assumption. And it's much shorter. Yeah. Um, so, just giving a heads up now, we will be diving into spoilers after this clip is over. So, if you have not seen it, don't want to know the spoilers that we're not talking about, go away, go see it if you want to, and come back after this. But. After this, we'll be back with why, necessarily, this did not work. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello? start off with our spoilers part uh so michael is not really in this because somehow apparently he possesses Corey, the new guy that we just talked about that has never been in this and is also allison's romantic interest to carry out killings for him yes was it the eye contact they made with each other was it the apparently to the whole movie it was like the twinkle in his eye Corey, yeah. that literally led people to think that he was the next michael myers wannabe well and my prob- biggest problem was we, and we didn't know exactly why mm-hmm. and michael myers made a five minute cameo in this movie yeah. let's be honest um, so my my initial thought was so the thing that I was talking about in the beginning. So, Corey is basically responsible for a child death. Yeah. Um, which, I know, that got a chuckle out of me. I'm sorry. Maybe monsters, but that looked hilarious. But it didn't look good either, because when he fell, you could kind of oh, tell yeah. it wasn't. I think that was, like, definitely CGI that did not look good. It finished. just looked like his neck went, like, a different way, and when he landed, he was just, like, perfectly... 
Well, face first. But also, I was just like, so wait, how hard did that door hit him? Because, <laughs> first of all, the kid was being a giant dick. Yeah. I'm just going to say that right now. Corey, he, this was a pure accident from him. He locks him in a room trying to scare Corey. Because he had wasn't it? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and he kicks the door a couple of times. Then, you know, of course, the kid's on the other side making fun of him and stuff, which is also when the parents are showing up, coincidentally. <laughs> kicks the door in, off, hits the kid in the nose, but somehow has enough force to then propel him to fall off the balcony before the stairs. I don't understand this. The timing of it was weird, dude. Yeah, because it happened, yeah, the, and then the editing took him a while to like walk in the door, and he's just, Phew! so it's like, damn, okay. Yeah, because that was the other issue I had with the editing. They it didn't flow right, yeah. and uh, so when him and Michael have that stare, because again, he somehow, and it's all coincidence, because this also has. Stephen King level bullies. Yeah. All the and which is something I actually did forget to mention that every person that is can fodder here is the worst kind to me because they're given no reason really to be like this kind of mean, cruel, but just to make you go, yes, kill them, which is something that the uh, an obvious movie that I saw earlier, which is my current favorite horror movie, did not do. That was Pearl. <laughs> mm. um, but so when he so when he's in the pipe because I, I refuse to call it a sewer. It's not much too much to be a sewer. It didn't really go deep into it. It, it literally be, it did show like the the way out yeah. in front, but then it didn't show really hardly anything on the side, which is where I think the it thought I think it was a sewer continues, but we never know that. At least if it was a sewer, he probably could have ran into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which would have helped. I literally said that when they was playing. I was like, I was like, I wonder if he's going to run into the turtles. But then I saw the rats down there, and I'm like, well, Splinter's going to eat him yeah. there, too. Um, so he then grabs Corey by the throat in between this, like, you know... Crack in the wall? Crack, crack opening. And they have, like, the stare down. I thought I saw, like, something into Michael's eye that made me kind of think back to like a Celtic kind of vibe from season which so I guess he can look into his soul to see like what he's done yeah and the fact that he has seen that he has actually been responsible for a death maybe was like oh well, we're kind of one and the same and getting bullied and stuff that was um, one and the same really well, yeah, but that was always the trick thing with Michael is that I never knew if he was bullied. Yeah, I want to say he was, but we never really confirmed that. Because that, that's the thing with Michael. We don't know. That's true. That's one of the great mysteries of him. We don't know. He just turned pure evil. Um, but so he's – I guess he sees into that and he's like, oh, well, I'm kind of weakish right now, so I'm going to use you <laughs> to – help spread my message and then also help because apparently in this universe when Michael kills himself it gives him energy <laughs> like the mask like started out like looking like very burnt and shitty and it kind of actually got better every time he personally killed but then Corey and him have a tussle which I was like, I can't tell if this is shitty or hilarious. Um, and he actually takes Michael's mask <laughs> and starts killing with it on. He's like, you have something I want. And just starts freaking, you know, roughhousing him. I'm like, holy hell. And the camera angle was like, we're literally in the pipe. And you literally yeah. just see them freaking fight each other. It kind of had like that feeling of like brothers tussling. Yeah. But also, I was just like, so wait, this is obviously a weakened Michael because how the hell is he losing mm -hmm. a tussle to this guy? Um, and that has become one of the number one things I've seen some people now saying is you're literally having somebody else wear his mask kill. Mm -hmm. So that's a way to write around Michael not killing anybody. Yeah. 
which that only ever happened one other time, and that was in 2018 when the doctor put his mask on. Oh. Um, but he didn't kill with it on, mm-hmm. which also he actually didn't kill anybody because the sheriff survived somehow. <laughs> um, and then there's the subplot of Allison with Corey. This, like we mentioned, felt like it made no sense because, number one, it was too quick, but also the fact that, and again, I'm giving it that she is being told what to do. This is the script. He walk, Corey walks up to her at one point and says, I just killed someone. And what does she do? She just holds out her hands and just moves along and goes on a walk with yeah, him. Also, yeah. what? <laughs> like, what is your thought process here, girl? I don't understand. She's like, he's the only person that made me feel like somebody. And I'm like, well, I mean, if that's your reasoning, I mean, you kind of got to go more in depth than that because this rom com makes no sense. Um, and also that leads into another one that I'm going to join on the complaint here, which is why the fuck are they still in Hatfield? Yeah. Lori, I completely could try to buy, you know, trying to set up a home there, but I still think she maybe would have left. Um, I would imagine she would have gone to a different country as far away as she possibly could get, to be honest. Because the only reason why I could say that she would stay there is because that little thing in the back of her head saying that he's still out there, so I need to be here, Mm -hmm. which does play into the ending. Um, But Allison, I don't understand why she, she is still there. At this point, because she's also, I guess, working in a hospital. Yeah. And there's that whole talk with her and that friend friend of hers. Like, yeah, I'm working towards a promotion and stuff. And immediately I saw that. And I went, uh, the friend's going to get the promotion because she's fucking the boss. And I was going to say, that, that boss was a kind of a jackass creepster. Well, that's the other thing is, like, all the other characters are made to be creepers. Yeah. Other, than the, other than the sheriff. He's yeah. the only, like, if you want to include Lori in this, but even she has some outbursts that feel like they don't make sense. Sheriff is the only decent person here. And that's, and get, you know who I noticed also, uh, role went down tremendously, almost like Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> the black sheriff in the cowboy oh, hat. Because yeah, yeah. he pops up in... <laughs> 2018 and my entire time I was questioning who the hell is this guy (laughs) and why is he wearing a cowboy hat in Illinois is he from Texas I want to know more about this guy he then is in kills but he's really only there for like the mob part at the hospital which he has the epic showing of picking up the hat and throwing it (laughs) In this one, he is barely in. He said, like, a sentence? I think a line, maybe. Yeah. But they must have been like, you know, people are focusing a lot on this guy for some reason. We need to diminish him. And I'm like, no, he's one of the more fascinating parts. <laughs> I want to know his backstory. Other than Michael, I thought he was the most interesting person. Uh, but... Other than that kind of stuff, so, again, we lean towards the actual ending of this. And I say that this is definitely a definitive end, because, so, Corey is somehow possessed, but not really possessed with Michael. That's fully never made clear. And again, we still don't know why. We don't know how, we don't know why. Again, I'm only going based off of the they have killed something. <laughs> That's the connection. Um, but even then, Corey bites the dust. So there's an idea they start up that is at least a little bit intriguing and just... I did like the twist. Well, that, you know, Lori, we thought she was going to off herself. 
You know? Oh, well. And I did like that. Then, you know, she was like, did you really think I was going to fucking kill myself? Boom. I did like I, that. I mean, in, like, the moment that I was watching that, I was like, this is, ver- this is pretty well done. But I know for a fact that she's not going to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I knew that there was a fight that happens. <laughs> um, and the fact that she, like, used that to lure Michael, I thought was a pretty good way. Um, but, so, I guess the way that they then figured out a way to try to write him completely off and say he is dead, which is having them do their brawl, which I thought was actually a pretty good brawl. Um, I think it's a bit better than the H2O brawl. And which is to me the best part of that movie, um, where she like has him trapped in with ha- knives in his hands. She puts the fridge down his leg so he can barely move, and then <laughs> perfectly, yeah. And then she cuts, I guess, the vein in his yeah. wrist, and then goes around the neck. But that's not enough. And I'm like, you know what? I actually agree with this because this is the Jason logic in me. <laughs> Uh, they then say that we're going to parade him around town so they can see his body. <laughs> we're going to tie him to the top of a truck. Yeah. And, like, have what felt like a combination of a, a, a service memorial, like a funeral, slash parade for the town. Because this has been the other gripe I've had with this, is that they've really connected the town with Michael for some reason where it was really only Lori that he messed with. So I don't understand this connection they made with the town of him. I mean, it's at least a little bit of an interesting thought, and the way they then have tried to explain it and the way that the idea went about it, I definitely don't agree with. (laughs) They missed an opportunity there. Um, So then they, and Damon made this joke, they take him to the junkyard, And I guess in a way you can say this, he crowd surfs. (laughs) I guess like all the townsfolk get to at least touch pure evil at one point. Pass them around. Yeah. Um, And right before, uh, Lori gets the last push and shove and he falls into a grinder. A meat grinder. where Where you can see his whole body get contorted and crushed up. And I'm like, you know, at least you're definitely saying that this is ends. Because if there's another one, <laughs> I am only interested because I want to see how the fuck they're going to explain this. I don't, I don't think I could say it. I'm, I'm honestly, this is probably the end for me. <laughs> now, now here's my only question because we've only seen it <laughs> once. Did his mask get destroyed? It looked like it. Well, because was it on him? Because I don't think it was on him when he went to the meat grinder. This is like the only thing I want to now double check. Because if they're maybe leaning towards the mask is the supernatural thing. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I can see a plausible reason to continue on. Because... If they're saying he's really a man, but then there's spiritual beings, I guess it could be in the mask. I don't know. I mean, because that wasn't even Jason's thing. He just picked the hockey mask because it was there. Yeah. You know, he started out with a burlap sack. Yep. Um, and then they just ran with the idea that he's a basically a zombie that's just muscle-bound. <laughs> This is right now the only confusing thing to me with this is that I feel like they've definitively ended this, but the only way I can see it is if that mask was not destroyed and they're saying the mask is the reason. I wasn't even honest paying attention to that part. I wasn't even thinking about it, but you could be right. But, I just have to watch it on the cock. <clears throat> Peacock, that is. Yeah, which I also remember you last time say, it's there on Peacock, and I wouldn't even recommend watching it there. (laughs) And that's also been a decision these last two that I've kind of not understood, unless the studios 
just knew that these were bad because you have Halloween 2018, which is the highest grossing slasher of all time. You then decide to put Halloween Kills in the theater, but also at the same time put it on Peacock. Mm -hmm. Which, I think if I remember, Halloween Kills did actually pretty damn good. Because, again, when we saw it, it was also, again, packed house. Yep. Which, you know, that definitely does help with the experience sometimes. This time, there was barely anybody there. Yeah, we got there ten minutes before it was supposed to start. We were the only ones in there. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and I've even heard a couple of people saying that they saw it on Thursday night at six o'clock, and they were the only ones there. Mm-hmm. Because again, there's the option to watch it on Peacock. Right. So people were probably at that point of I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So the only way I feel like watching it is on here, on a streaming service, not going to the theater. I mean, honestly, like I said, I told you when you got there, I was like, the only reason I'm here is for Russell. I would be at home watching it on Peacock, <laughs> but oh. it was my decision. Okay. So yeah, Halloween Kills did a killing at the box office. Yeah. And it's actually, I think, one of the more budget-wise Halloweens, because it was $20 million. <laughs> It made 131 million that is a definite profit yeah huge so the fact that apparent that meant so many people still went to go see that and they were just like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) that uh, until until i see the reports on how ends is done but if we have anything to go by that is not looking great i'm gonna take a educated guess and say that's going to make the least. I mean, that would be a fair assumption based on what I've been hearing, how people have been reacting to it. But this also, from what I've been seeing, is divisive because there's people that apparently are liking this new shit. And I mean, like what you like, but to me, this doesn't mesh with the rest of this supposed franchise. Um, I know how this is going to sound. This foursome. I don't think that this is a nearly satisfying ending for Michael. I think two... I I think if you want an absolute perfect, I guess just go with the first. That ending is great. <laughs> That's the only Halloween that I know. I mean, I think that 2 is at least enjoyable sometimes, and that's also another one that says, this is Michael ending. Mm-hmm. And like how I said, I think 3 is actually pretty good because it's different. Uh, the rest, I don't see a reason. But I'm saying that while knowing future stuff coming up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of said all we can say about this, uh, I, I mean, I feel like the Corey plot and the whole Michael being making, basically making a cameo, I'm just going to say that it made him look extremely weak and extremely humanized in this whole movie. Even though they're going with a supernatural vibe. Yeah, but I still got the feeling that... They were trying to make Michael look human. Yeah, they were doing both, in my opinion. I guess, yeah, but man, just a whole missed opportunity, man. I this whole franchise has missed opportunities. Yeah. It's one of the most inconsistent franchises because I was talking to Damon about it before we went to go see this. I was like, all like the big, big horror franchise slasher stuffs. It's like at least three of the big four that I'm saying Mm -hmm. have an absolute amazing first one, which is warranting of multiple other ones. But once you get past that one, you can maybe say the second one. It's not as good, but it's serviceable with all all of them, but maybe Freddy. Mm -hmm. I don't really like Freddy 2. Yeah. but they all, you know, very much go downhill. 
It's unfortunate, but you're right. And this is just from my opinion. Jason is the only one that got better the later it got. <laughs> because they realized, we need to stop taking this shit so serious. That's an understatement. And I mean, at least Freddy had, like, imaginative stuff. Yeah. I didn't care for the rest of the movies, usually, until New Nightmare. Which was the precursor to Scream, basically. Mm -hmm as far as what that messaging was, but I mean, all of the other ones, I'm just like, because that they started out so dark and serious, they have to. But when they got to that point of, well, we need to do something different, so we're going to introduce this kind of supernaturalistic thing that either turned off viewers or turned some other ones on because they're like, hey, something different. Yeah. Um, this is like the pure example of if this was just a singular thing, it would be just great mm -hmm. thought of. And I'm trying to not say as much because I know there will be a special day where we will just talk about that. Um, even though I think that it's amazing, I'm not going to say it's perfect. <laughs> um, but, again, Jason is the only one that realized what it had to do. That's true. When... It got multiple ones. Mm -hmm. The most consistent slasher ones to me, but that's only because I'm going based off of the later ones I've watched reviews on, and that's Leprechaun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it apparently knew what it was right off the bat. Oh, yeah. And to me, the most consistent franchise I've watched, horror-wise, was Chucky. And the show's really good, too. So yeah, I, I like, haven't checked that out yeah, yet. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I thought the only real misfire was 3. Yeah. Because once you got to Bride, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well, here we go. They're they're enjoying this insanity comedy. And then Seed is just fucking insane. It, and, it completely changed after 3 because it was like more of a serious Chucky. And then, of course, it got to the comedy slash serious Chucky. You know, yeah. Killings, but he did it with laughter and all that kind of stuff. They, they, they knew what they were doing with Chucky. Yeah. And... Seed, that's a comedy. Mm -hmm. It's definitely. And then, to me, you have the surprising direct uh, DVD, Curse of Curse Chucky and, uh, and uh, Cult of Chucky. Cult, yeah. I was like, wait, these are like direct and they're just as good, in my opinion, than some of the other ones. And then freaking Stephen Dorff's daughter. Yeah. Awesome in both of them. Mm -hmm. so. that, that is a very good twist about how right. her goes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It it's, goes back to that this is just a simple idea. Mm -hmm. They didn't have much. They had the people who they were working with, which they apparently were all either friends or they were dating one another. <laughs> they had what they had. They used it to their ability. They had fun doing it. Which is something that also a lot of people talk about is how much fun they actually have making horror movies. Uh, Sci-fi actually is stressful projects. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, if this is the end of Michael, I'm happy that it's over. Because I don't need any more. I want to move on to something else. Um... I've not seen anything as far as the other slashers being touched other than the Chucky show, which I've heard is pretty good. Yes. Um, Jason, I've heard nothing about him being touched. But hey, that could that's could be a good thing. You know, they could be watching this Halloween franchise go down the tubes and they're like, you know N what? Nightmare hasn't been touched now. They well, they both had their reboots, yes. uh -huh. which we know how those went. Yeah. Um, but this if you want to have absolute perfect, it's just buy the first one and you're done. Yep, I agree. But if you just want a little bit more, which I understand because I'm kind of in that boat too, I think Halloween 2 is decent enough as a follow-up, and 3 I think is pretty solid as its own. So, yeah, that's uh, been our Halloween ends. Honestly, right now, if I were to stick with something that I actually has been really good this year, that is Ty West. Mm -hmm. I think he he released two movies. It could have been actually three because the third uh, the middle one's going to come out. I think beginning of next year. But he's released two awesome movies this year, and yeah, 
I think I mean, iOS should have. Maybe he should have done he, something with Halloween. Well, but see, that's what, what I was talking. What I've been talking about with after I saw Pearl because mm-hmm. um, they're both very different styles. Extremely. Because X is like that throwback to the Chester's Chainsaw, mm-hmm. dirty kind of stuff. Pearl is like exactly what a lot of people have been saying. It's like the fucking Wizard of Oz as a horror movie. Yes, it was awesome. And Maxine is apparently supposed to look kind of like that groundhouse 80s mm-hmm. vibe. Because that was my only question with Maxine was when it was coming out. I think it's next year. Because if it's next year, I'm like, oh. If it would have been this year. That, if it, and it would have or is. And if he would have had that trifecta. Of all three being is, good. That's I'm incredible. I'm just like, dude. And these are, I'm pretty sure they're not big budgets. No, they're not. Ty West is not a big budget director yet. Yeah. I never thought that I'd be, and I could end this year of horror, which actually is a pretty damn good year for yeah. horror, um, with Ty West, right. a name I don't know. Exactly. Because we had stuff from Jordan Peele come out. Uh-huh. We had... I don't think we're gonna get anything from John Krasinski. Not yet. But like all of these other big horror people, mm-hmm. and I'm like, right? Ty West, yeah. Came out. Guy of that I didn't know. Nope. Um, but that's also cool. Yep. Um, which just goes with my whole thing of I look more at directors. Who's making this? Um, but overall, even though Halloween ends, is <laughs> not the way we would want Halloween to end. <laughs> I'm just glad it ended. Yeah, but that doesn't stop from this year being probably one of the more remembered years of horror right now. There's two, well, three horror movies that I've heard about that I have not watched yet, but I want to check out. Um, one is called Hellbounder. It's Hellbender, and I, and I told you about that. It's on uh, uh, Shutter. Shutter, and it's really good. I actually just got the physical copy. Oh, you did? Okay. Because I've heard it gotten recommended so much, and I saw it for like $5. Yeah, it's good. I'm just like, I'm just going to pick it up and see what I think. Um, there also was a one called, earlier this year, called The Cursed. It was like a vampire. It was like a werewolf kind of vibe movie. Yeah, I, think I, was, I haven't seen it. I think I've seen stuff on it. Um, and then Crimes of the Future? I think it oh. was with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard like body horror wise that's really hmm. good so cool. I'm gonna try to get those three in the Hellbender I found out from Chris or Stuckman you yeah. know he did a review on it and I had to watch it and it was sitting right there on the shutter so I was like okay cool so it was good yeah and uh, <laughs> two things that I found out this week definitely didn't help me feel any younger that just got 4k releases because they turned 25 so that would be what, 1997? Yeah. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. And Scream 2. Ooh. And I've heard, I know what you did last summer is an amazing 4K. I do like what you did last summer. Yeah, that might be one feature to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I, there's, I still know what you did last summer. Yep. And then there's also I'll Always Know, yeah. <laughs> which is direct to DVD. Yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh... But how now do you feel about after Halloween ends? Are you just are you just at least yeah. relieved that this is done? I'm kind of mixed because I really wanted it to be a good ending, but I am glad that it ended the way it did. It is kind of weird to say, but I am glad it's over. And I think the reprieve for me is what you just said. I think it's just been a really good year for horror. Yeah. And it's had a ton of, like movies that are probably going to be cult classics for me and probably for you too down the road and I mean one even involves black balloons yeah but black phone yes and so I think that's the only reason why I'm you know I guess a little less shitty on this Halloween yeah. movie is because it's been it has been a pretty damn good year for horror yeah um this this probably could turn into at least for you know at least our personal or maybe even multiple people's top lists, they could have multiple horror stuff on there, mm-hmm. which is pretty unbelievable. But the thing that's going to suck is that they're not going to get fucking recognized when it comes to award shit. I know. And but, I, because Mila, Mila Goth in Pearl, she is fucking amazing. Yeah. I love Mila Goth, man. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, 
I'm honestly probably thinking about putting X and Pearl, like when I'm doing my favorites, mm-hmm. and putting them on the same, like because it's both Ty West. Yeah. Like not separating them, so I'm probably going to put them together. I'm thinking about doing that. I, I kind of thought about that too, but... Uh, and if Max C would have come out, if it, and yeah, if that would have been just as good as those two. That would be so funny, though, if we were to find out it, came, it comes out in December. Check. Just, I guess continue to... to I, I mean, just because of how quick he got those out. Because he literally filmed them back to back, because I know me and Goth. Yeah. And she actually did a lot for Pearl. She also was a co writer, co producer. I was like, oh, well, this is like, you know, kind of your coming out party here. Because you're putting so much effort into this. Like, yeah, Ty West is the guy behind this, but it was almost like he let me and Goth kind of take over at one point, which may have been smart. Um, but, uh, also, I just now got reminded of this. I'll say the biggest positive actually with these four Halloween movies, the score. Yes. Yeah. John Carpenter, his son, mm-hmm. and I forget the name of the third guy that is now with him. They add so much to this, and I love the guitar edition in there. Um, John Carpenter is easily the best thing throughout these four. <laughs> the only consistent thing out of these four. And he had the easiest thing of being, I want to do the score. Also, give me money because you're touching my property, <laughs> which apparently is his reaction to every time somebody wants to touch one of his properties. And then some of my favorite bands have also done music for these. Orbit Culture did the, the theme for 18 and then... Ghost did a theme for the last movie, so I mean, I'm loving it. I mean, but that was on their album too. Yeah, but I, I mean, it was, I, made, it was made for the movie. Yeah, I think they maybe just pay him a pet check. Can this be in your movie? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Maybe. Your and name's Ghost, so we'd like you, to, you know, you to have a song in the movie. And guess what? You're gonna be the most one of the memorable things about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. But you're gonna be played at the credits. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. Uh, it, it may just be us talking about it, but yeah, we've spent a good time on ends. We're just happy that it's apparent it's officially over. Hopefully, quotation marks over. And even if it's not the most satisfying ending, we're just like, yeah. Overall, year-wise, it's been great for horror. So maybe not for standing of properties, but original shit. <laughs> and I'm gonna plug another really good one real quick, just really quick. And it had one of the most amazing twists to me in recent memory in a horror movie. And that was Barbarian. Barbarian is very good. Um, I only kind of feel like the tone is a little bit off. And there's a couple of sequences in there that I was like, what? But yeah, that was... That might make it just on the originality. So, But yeah... Guys, if you want to see Halloween Ends, go for it. Uh, My suggestion to you is sit right on your couch and pay that $10 for Peacock and just, you know, you can think about what you want to think about it. But the best part is you can pause it anytime you want to. Mm -hmm. Go to the bathroom, get a snack, do whatever you want to. Get an edible, I don't know, to get something to make the movie better because it's... I don't know, I think maybe there's definitely moments where it'd be like... I have to go. Yeah, you're not going to miss anything. <laughs> yeah, let's go get something to eat somewhere and then just pause it. It'll still be there. Yeah. But, hey. Uh, did not have the greatest foundation, and it went exactly kind of how we kind of thought. So, there was just that sliver of hope, but we didn't get it. So, but all I can hope is that this property doesn't get touched anymore. But... God well, damn it. There's going to be a prequel somewhere. There's going to be something that comes out. It's, it's a moneymaker. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. And I honestly also would ask some people, which do you prefer? These four movies or the Rob Zombie ones? Hmm? At least Rob Zombie didn't try to think outside the box that much. 
he has his own thing for this year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, until next time, guys. We'll see you around. Uh, thank you for once again being here, Nick. I know it was not <laughs> one you were looking forward to to talk about, but hey, uh, you got it out, yep. and you're going to probably talk about it again at the probably. end of the year. Yep. Oh, I will. Then that's a guarantee. So at least you got multiple things out. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're not going to have to. Really, also, I wanted to talk about the Ty West thing a little bit, too. Yeah. He's been freaking awesome. If, if there's definitely a name for horror this year, it's Ty West. Who? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, hey, we'll be back with some other stuff coming up here. Uh, I don't know if we will, but I know Black Adam comes out. Yeah, that's next week. Yeah. Yep. So, and there's been a lot of talk with Mr. Cavill and Shazam. And I have no idea if both of them are going to be in it. I've heard yes. I've heard no. I I know The Rock wants it to be just him. But I found out yesterday The Rock is the reason that Henry Cavill's even in the conversation now. But I don't know. I'm excited to see Dr. Fate because I really like Pierce Brosnan. Other than that, I, I'm going into the movie blind because I don't know a lot about Black Adam other than he's an anti-hero. Yeah. And apparently people tell me that this is giving up the boy vibes. I, I mean that's hard for me to say. I'm, I'll, I'll I'll watch it and then I'll I'll give my opinion because the voice yeah. is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, we have that stuff to look forward to. Yep. So and then, gosh, going into November and December, that's Oscar season. So <clears throat> we're gonna get the serious stuff. The money making stuff. Maybe not even money making. Well, I'm talking about specifically one movie in November. Oh. Yep. The thing that I predicted that is going to yep. be top of the box office mm-hmm. Wakanda forever. Yep. So. But yeah, uh, guys, please, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe wherever to hear this and spread the word. This has been Gaio Loco. Nigger's Chicken. From Crazy Poultry Inc. Halloween is over, but the holiday is still yet to come. So enjoy your Halloween when it gets there. Bye bye. <laughs>